So hi, welcome to Good Nights Podcast. We're here with How I Became Invisible. We're going to ask some questions today about their new album, The Wave Returns to the Ocean. I'm going to start. Uh, so congrats on that album, by the way. How do you feel about the response to uh, the album so far? Oh, well, thank you. Um, so far, uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, people have responded well to it. Uh, no one's said anything bad about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> Um yeah, no, I've, I've been pretty happy with it so far. For a small release by an artist no one cares about or listens to, uh, I feel I feel pretty good about it. All right. Good. That's um, always good. I know, I don't know if you watched us talk about the uh, album, but I did talk about that opening track with, like, the waves and whatnot. I want to ask, mm-hmm. uh, what was the idea behind that? Um, so that happened because I had, I believe I announced my intention to put this album out on, on your show last time we talked. I think uh, so. I had a completely different conception of what it was going to be at that point. And then in kind of finishing out the recording, I was, uh, I had spent a couple days at, a at the shore, the Jersey shore. My mom had a, a beach house for a week. So I spent a couple days there with her and my sister. And, uh, the, the night I went down there, it was like, like that weird, like, you know, when you go to the, the shore and it's like foggy, but like mm-hmm. it's it was raining, but it stopped raining, but it still feels wet everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. So I was walking up to sit by myself on the the beach, and uh, just the the I was going through some stuff, and uh, the um the, like the noise of the ocean and just like the ambiance was like, okay, I need to record this. So I just started recording using my uh, the voice recorder on my phone. I recorded like I want to say like five ten minutes just of wave sounds, okay. and um. I had had the, the the phrase, the wave returns to the ocean, kind of written in my phone from when I f- watched the Good Place finale. <laughs> um, and like the it, a bunch of stuff came together at the same time, and that kind of uh, informed of how I wanted to build everything together to fit the, the theme and the ideas that I was kind of putting together about um, uh, transition and... Uh, inclusion i guess that we're all part of like one big cycle one one big uh i don't know how to how to explain it without getting into like weird religious stuff which i'm super not religious at all so <laughs> um i don't know it, it was uh yeah it all just kind of came together and made sense in my head at the moment okay. so i kind of interspersed it throughout the album like it's there at the beginning like you said it's there's a there's a little bit in another one of the instrumental tracks and towards the end and also at the in the title track there's some wave sounds as well okay mm-hmm. it is definitely right. one of the most interesting ways i've heard an album open this year so it like caught my mm-hmm. attention right away and i had to ask you so mm-hmm. the uh the, the guitar part too that's actually a reference back to um my first solo album which was seven years ago wow. uh called planetary the, mm-hmm. gu- the guitar part is like not exactly the same, but it's very close to uh, uh, apart from that album for the because it was planetary for each song was about a planet that mm-hmm. it's uh, references uh, Uranus, okay. which I felt is kind of like a more watery type sound. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, that's really cool. I like that. So, what was your writing process like for this album, actually? Um, kind of all over the place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of the songs. Well, let me think. Uh, one of the songs is actually like 15 years old oh, um, wow. i wrote it like years ago like i have a backlog of songs going back to like 2001 oh my that, god uh i can 
routinely just go into be like, okay, I should finish this one out. And most of them are terrible. <laughs> a lot of them are like, I hate George Bush or something like that. Um, but uh, so there's a song I pulled off that that like kind of fit the. Uh, it was Constellation Prize. That's the the oldest one on the on the record, and the rest of them I kind of wrote as I was going. So like I had really no conception of doing the full length up until about June. I'm gonna say maybe end of May, beginning of June, and. I like had been talking to uh, the guitar player for the band I play bass for, Take Today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying like, oh, well, I just finished this EP and I got this single I put out. And like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I should probably take a break. And then after I started talking to him, I went back in the house and said, wait, I have like a whole bunch of songs I've written. I could do an album. Yeah. <laughs> so out. instead of taking a break, I just recorded a full length instead. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, Why not? Just, you know. Quick full length. This quick full length, exactly. and it's not like a short <laughs> full length either, right? It it's past ten tracks, so it was yeah, like, it was uh, 13, 13 yeah, tracks. like thirteen, yeah. It wasn't just like you know a quick nine track album, fucking thirteen tracks long. Exactly. Um, so you did already answer this first part of the question: what song took the longest to write? But I want to ask what your favorite is. Mm, that's that's diff- hold on. Let me look at the track list. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my favorite song. I don't know. Um, wow, I forgot I made a playlist, so, like, all this stuff's in my phone. Um, hmm. I want to say Drunk in a Wizard Bar with My Boyfriend, just because that's, mm-hmm. it's a lot, it's a fun song, uh, and that was, like, my idea of, like, what a lead-off single for the album would be, even though, like, three of them came out before then, but okay. we'll, we'll just say it's the lead-off single. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, no, that one I've liked that one a lot, and uh, almost human, which I uh, originally released in a single. When, when did that come out? April? I think that came out April, April or May. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a three-song single, which is called Topside and Almost Human, and it was three songs. First song mm-hmm. was Topside, second song was End, third song was Almost Human, mm-hmm. and that was kind of where the germination of what the album was going to be came from. Oh. Where, uh, the idea of um, we're all almost human we're all almost who we want to be mm-hmm. and uh kind of through that song is, is me like explaining like you know this is who i want to be yeah oh so uh where was your headspace while creating this album uh that's difficult to explain um i oh, the album is explicitly and about transition about me coming out as as trans uh, i'm trans non-binary and um uh, uh it's about dealing with that uh both with myself and with others and um a lot of other stuff came into it along the way like just about being in quarantine about all the insane stuff that's happening throughout the world right now yeah, yeah. and that had been happening since you know i want to say about four years ago um probably further back than that but let's just say november 2016 is where shit really popped off mm-hmm. um and kind of processing all of that through the lens of i don't know who i am i don't know who i want to be and i have to figure that out and then like some other stuff happened while i was recording the album which kind of informed it a little bit but not not too much i don't really want to feel comfortable talking about that right now um but um no it's it's a lot about like i said i keep saying transition that's that's the important that's like the 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 code word i think for the album is transition through uh just self-transition transition through phases of life transition through 
uh, time, I guess, yeah. uh, transition through relationships. Just also, also basically everything is about movement. Everything is about change. And, uh, in all these songs are in one way or another about accepting change and trying to work with it instead of fighting it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, you said like movement and change and it's like, like the album name and the album cover, like the tide's always moving like mm -hmm. constantly. That's really cool. I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> so this question should be like super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album to new listeners in three words. Um, emotional pop punk nonsense. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just make Wait, pop, I think punk pop punk is yeah, yeah, pop, yeah. pop punk is hyphenated. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. I really sense. thought you were gonna go. Um, what was it? Movements. Uh, mm -hmm. Transitional. Change, yeah, transitional yeah. and change or whatever you said there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that would also work as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I forgot so, to transition a lot. I should say something different. <laughs> okay. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through this album? Yeah. Uh, I've been talking to some people lately about um, the concept of love and uh, how love is inherently sad a little bit. Like just a little bit of sadness. Like if you love something, there's a little bit, just a sliver of sadness in there. And... Mm -hmm. I kind of want that to be the emotion. Just that, like, you can love something, you can like something, you can think something's the best, but there's always that little bit of, like, bittersweet to it that it's not permanent. Like, mm -hmm. nothing is permanent. Everything is in a state of transition. Um, everything's moving, everything's changing. So you have to hold on to the good parts of what you have and accept that it's not always going to be there and accept that there's always going to be a little bit of sadness in there. But... That doesn't make it bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Wow. Right. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this album? Uh, 100% Alkaline Trio, because I've been listening to a lot of Alkaline Trio for last last year or so. Um, and uh, they're always like been a big influence on my songwriting. I mean, I don't want to... Uh, uh, talk out of school, but the opening of Drunken or Wizard Bar is straight up just a, an Alkaline Trio ripoff riff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like, okay, right. it's an open A, and he plays some stuff over the, the chords over it, then yeah, that's a, that's a Matt Skiba riff. Um, I mean, at least you're at least you're owning it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, it. It. Uh, I forget who said it, but it's like, uh, what is it? Good artists copy, great artists steal, I think, was the quote. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's a Dalkline Trio, uh, Lawrence Arms. They're one of my favorite bands. Uh, and their new record that came out this year has been, like, one of my favorite. I, I listen to it at least. It was at one point every day. And now it's been, like, every couple days I'll listen to it. Because it's really, it, it grabbed me uh, grabbed me by the, the throat. Right. Um, and The Wonder Years. Because oh. I love them. They're my favorite band. And I can't not. I, even if I try not to sound like that, like, that just, that the whole the emotional pop punk emo whatever you want to call it mixed with like uh just a uh a sense of like truth mm -hmm. like yeah. I, I wrote a review for um a now a, a defunct website uh back when the greatest generation came out and i said that uh the wonder years have a un uh, a universal specificity 
where like all the songs are about things that are very specific to Soupy and very specific to his life and his experience and where he grew up. Like they name drop like specific streets in Philly, but you get the idea of how it relates to you, even if those don't describe your direct experiences. Yeah. So I kind of try to aim for that now. Where before I was very much like space, it's all about space and also me, but no space. <laughs> now it's just like, nah, get rid of the space stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. that's solid. All right. Uh, so we won't be seeing space in the next record? Oh, no, you probably will. Okay. <laughs> this will be like, a song. like, even this has like a song about parallel universes on it. I couldn't, I just yeah. can't help doing that. But it's exactly. not a. It's your brand. It's not going to be the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. my brand. Mm hmm. Solid. So, how did you choose the track listing order for this album? Did you, like, spend hours nitpicking, or did you just kind of shuffle and say, oh, it looks fine? I do. I am the type of person who spends hours. Uh, 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 track lists are, like, the, the flow of an album is important to me. The story it tells is important to me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I agonize over... I do this with every band I'm in, other than Take Today. I'm, I tend to be the one who, like, arranges, like, where things go. Uh, yeah. And I cannot not make it a story. Um, so, whereas something like uh, Unidentified, which was my last full length, was uh, in my head, there is this continuing story from the first thing I ever put out to now through all my releases, and no one's ever going to understand it because it doesn't really make <laughs> that much sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, to me... Um, the first album I did was Planetary. That's like, you know, all the planets. And you go beyond that, it ends. The secret track is Pluto. The next mm -hmm. thing I did was Voyagers, which was an instrumental EP about the two Voyager satellites, mm -hmm. uh, Voyager space probes, and how as they get farther apart, they lost contact. And it's supposed to be kind of like about loneliness and connection. And then at the end of it, uh, the last song transitions from electronic back into like live instruments. And in mm -hmm. my mind, that was like going to the real universe. And then the next album was about aliens looking down on Earth and seeing all these different people and their connections and trying to make sense of what humanity is, which then transitioned into this, which is me making sense of what humanity is. So the story kind of suggested to me where the track should go. So like I did move things around a lot while I was uh, tracking it and trying to figure out what went where. There's a song I wrote and recorded and it's done that I actually took off the album. Um, oh which is called Not My Exit. That was on a... It ended up being on a compilation that came out... When did that come out? July? August? Something like that? Mm -hmm. um, I might... I'll end up being putting it as like a B-side or a single on my own at some point. But it just... It said the same thing as a couple other songs on the album already did. So I'm like, it's, I already said this. I should not have it on there more than once, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. God. Galaxy brain. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh... So I, I want to leave it with this question here. Uh, any upcoming projects? Um, I, I feel like you're always doing something. So that is that is a fair assessment. Um, yeah. I started uh, like th th I was laughing about this because I put the album out and literally like two days later I started recording an EP. Oh um, my god! But I backed off of that because I was like, oh, okay, okay. At, at this point. Um, Without getting in too into specifics, it's a multiple choice EP in that since it's based very heavily in what I'm experiencing in my, my life, more so than maybe anything else I've ever done, mm -hmm. it's not finished and it can't be finished for a while. Oh, um, yeah. I'm like half done it. 
at this point. Like I have three songs, like pretty much completely recorded. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to stop this. Yeah. Um, mostly I'm just, I'm just screwing around. Uh, I've, like have a list of covers I want to do. Um, I'm doing kind of a, I don't know what we're calling it. It's like a group comp, I guess, with um, uh, Nick from Blue Vines, uh, mm -hmm. uh, a couple other people, uh, Big Aluminum, uh, St. Judas, and how was it Sad Act? And I think a couple other people. And we're all just, we're all doing covers and playing and singing on each other's covers. Mm -hmm. So... Like, I did all the music for an Alkaline Trio song that uh, Nick from Blue Vines is singing on. Uh, someone's covering a Bayside song that I'm going to be singing on. And, like, we're all just kind of doing stuff with each other. I don't know what we're doing with it. I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know how it's coming out. But um, it's fun. It's just a fun thing to do, I guess. Um, yeah. So that's... I don't know what the next How I Became Visible official release is going to be. But that's what we're doing now. Uh, take the band I played bass for, Take Today. We're... Um, we did a 24-hour single. We actually did... I don't know why they keep coming up. I did an Alkaline Trio cover. Um, uh, but we recorded these like five years ago. Because we did a uh, Halloween set in 2015 where we only played Alkaline Trio songs and like dressed mm -hmm. in like priest outfits with like the, the school makeup and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so apparently the drummer did like the, the drums for all those tracks back then. And we've been finishing them while we've been quarantined. And... Um, that's supposed to come out in, I think, 11 days, but I don't know if it is because I haven't gotten any vocals to mix yet. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. And we're actually just about to go into a studio to finish out some stuff we started back in January. Oh, so cool. I don't know when that's coming out, but that might be out before anything I do until we became visible. All right. Um, All right. But yeah, I'm, I'm keeping busy. Guess yeah, we're very, very Good. busy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that's all the questions we have for you today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah. You can go to uh, my website, which is howibecameinvisible.com. That is where you'll find my new album, The Wave Returns to the Ocean, along with a whole bunch more music that I've put out over the last couple of years. Uh, a bunch of singles, some a couple full lengths, a couple EPs. Like, I completely forgot. I put an EP out back in was it march or april like a six song mm -hmm. ep and i just completely forgot about it oh my god <laughs> so doing other stuff yeah. um that was one it's called before and it's i took songs that i wrote like back in 2002 2003 and like released with other bands mm -hmm. and just kind of redid them okay. so doing this uh pop punk song i wrote in 2003 and recorded it again now but made it sound like a band from 2003 if that makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so like someone a friend of mine who's in like a, a fairly big new york era new york area uh pop band was like this is the best starting line song i've ever heard and i was like i'll take that <laughs> take yeah all right as a compliment mm -hmm. uh well thank you for sitting out that's always a blast having you on uh this is how i became invisible and uh we're the good noise podcast